Welcome to the Hold My Juice Box podcast, where we talk about motherhood and entrepreneurship. I'm Christina Zimmerman, a top producing real estate agent, business owner, coach, and mom of two great boys. This podcast is for all the women out there navigating through motherhood and building big businesses. My goal is for this to inspire, motivate, and encourage you as we go from surviving to thriving in motherhood and business. Oh, welcome back, mamas. It's been a while since I have done an episode, and I have to say that I really enjoyed my summer. I hope you did as well. I took some time to just spend with family and really enjoy the summer weather since we had such a long, cold winter here on Whidbey Island, and it was lovely. So it was definitely a great reset, and I am ready to get back at it, so we have some great episodes coming up for you on the Hold My Juice Box and some amazing interviews coming up as well. I hope you liked the episode with Sam Varner where we talked about the crush method that she's created. She's a profit coach, and if you have questions about how to make your business profitable, I highly recommend going back to that episode because she has some great information for you. Today's episode... It's kind of like a good kick in the pants, a good reset. Um, Now that the kids are back in school, maybe you're getting back into a good routine and getting your schedule on track, really diving back into your business. And then as we get into the fall, a lot of us tend to do our business planning for the next year in the fall. So I'm hoping this episode is perfect timing for you and where you're at in your business and really helps you just get that jump start as you restructure your days and get your family back into a good routine and hopefully get your business to the next level. So today's episode is that you're done playing small. We weren't made to play small, but a lot of things in the way our brains are wired cause us to play small rather than going big. And we're going to talk about a lot of those things I'm talking about this in your business as well as at home, and I hope you get a lot out of this, and a lot of this is coming from coaches that I've had in the past, uh, coaches that I listen to now, books, podcasts, and I'm trying to condense it all for you and put my own spin on it based on what I've experienced in my life and my business, and hopefully give you some good tools to break out of the cycle of playing small because like I said, you weren't designed to play small. We just have some things that hold us back and make us do that. So let's jump right in. I was in a class the other day and the speaker was Justin Ford. If you haven't heard of him, he's uh, has his own podcast. It's called Unleashed. And if you know anything about him, he has quite the story about how he started out in kind of a rags to riches story. So he's definitely an interesting person, but he also has a new book called Unleashed. I haven't read it yet, but if it's anything like his other material, I'm sure it's great. But basically, in one of his recent podcast episodes, he was saying that God has already created a purpose for you. You just have to discover what it is. 
And a lot of times, especially as moms, we are so quick to put everyone ahead of ourselves that either we forget about dreams that we had or we just keep going at the same pace we're already going because we don't want to get out of that comfort zone because we know it'll take a lot of work and a lot of effort. And sometimes we're tired. We're taking care of the family. We're running our businesses. And we think that there's just no way that we can get to another level because there's just nothing left to do that with. So hopefully we can address some of those things and help you get out of that cycle of avoiding discomfort to the point where you're falling short of where you could be. So we're going to talk about things like finding your calling, finding what's really important to you. And we're going to talk about callings in seasons, which I thought was something very interesting that I learned recently and kind of freeing, especially as a mom. And then we're going to talk about basically making the decision that you're done playing small and what that looks like. So if you know me, you know I love listening to books, podcasts, any type of self-improvement, growth mindset, anything like that. And one of my latest reads is Growing Boldly by Emily Lay, and it's a great book. It's an easy read. Normally, I'm the type that listens to everything versus buying an actual book, but I'm so glad I bought this book because this one has a lot of exercises in it that you will want to do because it goes hand in hand with what you're reading. Um, She has a great section in there called the About Me section, and it really helps you break it down to the nuts and bolts of what really lights a spark in you, and then transforming that into a piece of your career that you can really grow your business on. So highly recommend it. Again, it's an easy read. It basically is built on this acronym BUILD, and it stands for believe in who you are, utilize what you have, imagine the life you dream of, love people well, and do what matters most. One of her main points is kind of right in the beginning of the book, and it's, again, learning how to become effortlessly you. So doing that about me exercise, really mastering, understanding that mastering yourself is true power. Once you can master yourself, you can go anywhere, but mastering yourself takes a lot of work and the book takes you through these steps on how to do that. So we'll take a look at what that looks like and how mastering yourself is basically setting a goal and systematically pursuing it. But before we can do that, we have a few hangups that we have to get over before we can actually truly dive into that. So we'll jump into what it looks like and we'll break it down. But first, I wanted to give you a quote from E.E. Cummings that I thought was so fitting for this. And it says, it takes courage to grow up and become who you really are. It really does because we get into this cycle of being comfortable even though we know we could do better. But we know if we want to do better, it's going to take a lot of hard work. So we have to decide between those two things. Is it better to be uncomfortable knowing we could do more? Or is it better to be uncomfortable failing forward and actually doing more? And that's a hard decision. It seems like an easy one, but it's not. 
So to become effortlessly you and truly begin to pursue your dreams and play big, you're going to need to get uncomfortable. We can't change things if we ignore those things that aren't working. So first I want you to write down what makes you light up. What leaves you walking away with a smile on your face? Is there something you're passionate about that fits into the career you already have? Or is there something that fits into a career or business that you're dreaming of? And write all those things down. Then I want you to write down everything that's holding you back from achieving those goals. And you need to get crystal clear on these things. So you might start out with things like, there's not enough time to do what I need to to take my business to another level. There's not enough money. There's not, I don't have enough knowledge on the subject, but I want you to go a lot deeper than that. Change those into, instead of not having enough time, I have the time, but it's easier to appear busy so I can pretend I don't have the time to focus on the big things that will move me forward because they're uncomfortable. Or I don't have the money, changing that into, I don't have the money now, but I know if I only buy Starbucks once a week instead of twice a day, I could easily save that money to get started in no time. So you can kind of see where I'm going with this. It's really easy to write a quick excuse, but if you actually break it down and look at it deeper and on just on a deeper level, we can see that there's a lot more to it and it's a lot of excuses versus actually being too busy or not having enough money. And what I want you to see from this is that sometimes the reason we aren't achieving our goals or the reason that we're playing too small is because we're afraid of the discomfort that comes along with success. And I'm not talking about a little bit of success. A lot of my listeners are already there. You're successful, but I'm talking about the big success. So let's look at success and how would you define success? For a lot of people, the first thing that comes to mind is big house, expensive cars, fancy dinners. And yeah, maybe on the surface, that's what it looks like. And that's how we see it from the outside. But when we think about ourselves being successful and wildly successful, there's an uncertainty that comes with that. Uncertainty like what will people think if I'm bringing in that kind of money? Or do I deserve to live that kind of life? What will it look like? Will it look like I'm a fraud to the people who know me? Or will people start to pick apart everything that I do? And it starts to get a little bit uncomfortable. And we go back to that mindset of that's okay. I'm comfortable where I am. It's safe. And I don't want to push too far. But when you focus on mastering yourself and you start looking at the things that you need to really dive into, it comes down to mastering your schedule, your mindset, your activities, but also stopping the self-sabotage and stop letting others' expectations define your life and your dreams. Self-sabotage starts with resistance. So for example, say you have a great idea for something that will really just move your business forward and you know it would do incredible things and bring in great amounts of money for your business or investments or things like that. But you also know it's going to take a lot of extra work. It's going to be difficult. There are going to be late nights. There's going to be a lot of frustrating roadblocks. We start to avoid that thing. We procrastinate on it because we know even though it's uncomfortable, 
it's better to just be uncomfortable where we're at than actually getting closer to something bigger. So a lot of people think that their dream is too big to actually happen. So they'll settle for a smaller, safer dream. So how do we fix this? We need to get crystal clear on what you want and why. So not just, you know, if you're wanting to sell things on Etsy and you're writing down your why, your why might look like, I want to sell things online. Let's take it to another level. How about I want to sell things online at a level that allows me to get out of the nine to five, support my family and have the freedom to do the things I want to do. That freedom can motivate you to power through the fear of jumping into those things that are bigger and harder. So do you see the difference between I want to sell things online to actually focusing in on the real why behind that? What's it allowing you to do? Why is it so important to you? And remember that because that's what's going to carry you through those difficult things. In Growing Boldly, Emily Lay says, Simplify first, plan second, and execute third. So once you've broken things down to the true heart and soul of what ignites a spark in you, put together a plan. And as you put together your plan, you need to start to remove excuses. So constantly feeling like you have too much to do or not having a clean house or clean workspace so you're not motivated to go in and work are some great examples that we can use to justify holding ourselves back. So get extremely organized and implement a routine that maintains that organization. Do this both at work and at home. Have your office a space where you absolutely love going. I love my office. I never did before, but it's finally at the point where it's just bright and it's organized. And I really have my uh, director of operations to thank for that because that's not my strong suit. But honestly, it makes you excited to go to work. And if you have that in your life, it can really help motivate you and just get you there. And then having your home organized. You know, as moms, there's nothing that stresses us out more than having a mess that we have to deal with because then we really can't focus on these big things because we're too held back by those little things. So really get organized and make the little things like cleaning and having all the tools you need for your business organized in one place. Have it all in place so that you have time to focus on the big things. It's hard to show up and be the person you want to be when the space around you doesn't reflect who you want to be. And then you get into more of the planning. And this is where things might sound familiar from the other episodes. So we won't go too deep into these, but basically creating systems, leveraging things out so you can scale your business. So not just at work, but at home. So things are running smoothly. If you need to hire a house cleaner or a babysitter or something so you can focus and continue to grow, it's well worth it. Manage your schedule purposefully so you don't get overwhelmed and burned out. Don't mistake movement for achievement. Understand that being busy is not being successful. If you look at successful people, they never say they're too busy. Being busy is a form of self-sabotage that allows us to neglect running an efficient schedule so we don't have to focus on the important things. How do we fix this? Simplify, 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 simplify. And actually for my business planning for next year, which I've already just started scratching the surface, 
my acronym for the year is KISS, keep it simple, stupid, because once you really break it down to the important things, your business is going to grow and you can go from there. But if you're getting too distracted by the other things, you're never really going to get to that next level. So write down your top three most important tasks that need to happen every day and prioritize those. And while you're doing this, Think about what John Maxwell says, stop defending what's not working. Really take your dream down to the nuts and bolts. What are the things that absolutely need to happen every day to keep it moving forward? One of the keys to mastering yourself comes down to perfectionism. So as you plan and put systems into place, don't allow the need for everything to be perfect to stop you. Successful people never say they got it right on the first try. They always say, I started and I didn't stop moving forward. So instead of perfection, focus on progress and focus on just starting and getting things done. There's two types of failure. Failure from trying something one way and it not working. And there's failure from simply not showing up and doing what needs to be done. And unfortunately, that one is really easy to do especially for a lot of business owners. We just get comfortable or we get tired of doing the boring parts of the business and that's when we stop moving forward. So which option will you choose? Simplify the plan, make it easier to succeed. So yes, this is going to be uncomfortable, but it doesn't need to be crazy difficult. If this is just an absolute miserable thing for you to do, then go back to step one and really look at what you're passionate about because maybe it's not the career you're currently in. And sometimes that's a scary thought because changing careers can look to others like a failure, which we shouldn't care what others think, but of course it's going to cross our minds or it can just make us feel defeated. But really, if we can really find out what our true passion is and focus on it, we'll be so much happier. So if you are willing to make the the changes and do the hard things to bring your business that much further ahead because this is your true passion, make it easier to succeed. So for example, if you wanted to start working out because your health is a priority and you should make it one if you haven't, rather than going to the gym at 4 a.m. for an hour-long intense workout because that's the only time you have to go before work and that's what everyone else is doing to start off their day, Why don't you choose a workout that fits your lifestyle? So if you're in the hustle part of building your business where it is just nonstop and you are working your butt off, you might only be able to do a 15 minute session in the evening or a 30 minute session on your lunch break. And if that's all you have time for, it's better to do the 15 minutes in the evening than a week's worth of 4 a.m. workouts and burn out and never do it again. So make it easy. Find a way to fit it into your schedule and it does not have to look like what other people are doing. Do what works for you. And this leads perfectly into the next part that I wanted to cover, which is stop letting others' expectations define your life and dreams. Surround yourself with people who inspire you, who pull you up, who challenge you to grow and improve. Harvard research shows that the people you regularly associate with determine as much as 95% of your success or failure in life. So the people you regularly hang out with determine as much as 95% of your success or failure in life. 
Now, that doesn't give us an excuse to blame all of our failures on, well, it's the people I hang out with. No, but are other people's expectations in your circle defining your life? So there's a really good story uh, that I think is in Emily's book as well. It might have been another one I was reading, but it was so good. And this is for all the moms listening too. You know, we're talking about growing big businesses, but there are seasons in life and you might be in that season where you know you have a dream, you know what it is, you know what you're passionate about and you know what you want to do, but you might have little ones at home. You might have a baby at home and it's just not possible right now. And that's okay. So one of the stories in the book was talking about this mom who was a editor in chief for a very well-known magazine and was extremely successful and had been trying to get pregnant for a long time and had been struggling with infertility. And she finally got pregnant with twins and her and her husband had some long discussions and they finally came to the decision together that she was going to stay home with the babies once they were born. And everyone around her was like, why would you kill your career that you've worked so hard for just to go stay at home? And she was pretty firm in her decision and comfortable with it and became a stay at home mom. And she tells the story of being at the doctor's office one day for an appointment and on the check-in form, one of the questions was, what's your profession? Or, you know, what's your occupation? What do you do? And she couldn't think of what to write. And the only thing that kept coming to mind was just a mom. And she was a little bit heartbroken because she knew so much of her identity had been wrapped up in her career before. And now she was just a mom. And she sat there and thought about it for a while. And she thought about all the years of infertility and all the the struggles that they had been through to get these children. And it became this thing where she was so proud to write mom on her occupation section of that form because she had worked so hard to get to that. And she was going to be the best mom she could be. And after that experience, she went home and she put everything she had into caring for her home, caring for her children, meal planning for their family, and just really making it a home. And basically using the same drive and passion and and focus that she had as the editor-in-chief for that magazine and putting that into her new role as mom and being so happy with that. And when Emily asked her, how do you feel about being a mom and everything you've done? And she said, this is my calling for this season. So just know if you're listening to this and you feel like you're so far away from your dreams, it's just a season. And while you're in that season, give it everything you've got. If you're, if you've made the decision to be a stay at home mom, give it everything you've got. Don't procrastinate on cleaning the house because you feel down about not pursuing your career. Really Give it everything while you're in that season. And then when you look back on it, when someday you are this wildly successful editor-in-chief of a magazine, you'll look back on that experience with such fond memories because you really maximized that time and did the most you could with that calling in that season. So hopefully this gives you some insight and some ideas to run off of 
and I wanted to leave you with a few things. So playing big, you know, when we look at all these things that I've mentioned to help you get on track for that, one thing that I don't want to leave out is sometimes playing big and many times playing big means playing the long game. So sometimes the journey to reaching our goals and dreams takes a really long time. Angela Lee Duckworth has a quote that says enthusiasm is common, endurance is rare. And she has a section in Growing Boldly that I wanted to just read briefly. But basically, Angela was a seventh grade math teacher. And while she was teaching, she realized that some of her brightest and highest IQ students were testing very poorly. And some of her lowest IQ students were making fantastic grades. So she started doing some research and studying to find out why some people are successful and others are not. And if IQ or genius doesn't predict eventual success, what does? So during their research, they found out that the key predictor of success in a person is grit. And we hear that word a lot right now. If you're, you know, in any type of growth mindset and listening to things that kind of promote that, we hear about grit a lot. And it's basically a unique combination of passion and long-term perseverance. So the level of grittiness you have determines how successful you will be at achieving your goals. So for some of us, we're sitting here going, well, how do I get more grit? Because for some of us, endurance is not our strong suit. We're very good at sales or things like that, but we're not good at the long game and endurance and doing the boring things. So how do we get better at that? So this is the section that I wanted to read, but Duckworth says she is often asked this question, how do I get more grit? She explains that data has shown a direct correlation between a person's level of grit and whether or not they operate with a growth mindset. A growth mindset simply means that we're not afraid to get back up when we fall down. And when we acknowledge that, as much as talent counts, effort counts twice. Knowing that failure is not final, it's simply a stepping stone. Grit is grown over time. It's strengthened by challenges and it's not chipped away by them. So Duckworth explains that there's this thing that she calls the hard thing rule. And basically it says that we must do one hard thing every day because when we routinely tackle hard things, grit is cultivated within us. So do today's hard thing and you can build the life you love if you dare to do the work. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to click the subscribe button to make sure you're the first to know when new episodes are posted. You can also connect with me on Instagram at czim underscore realtor or visit my website at www.christinazimmerman.com.